Welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. My name is Josiah Williams, and here is my challenge for you. As you're listening to the message, I challenge you to remove as many distractions as possible, to write out a few notes and things that stand out to you, and afterwards, share what you've learned on one of your social media outlets. We level up by giving a level 10. Thanks again, and enjoy the message. Come on, City Place. I hope that you love the presence of the Lord. So many things happening here in the life of our church. Listen, you can still be a part of going to Cuba. We are all going to Cuba together. We are on mission. So many things happening. I can't even talk about it, but I want to make sure that you downloaded today's message notes. Do that cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. And if this is your very first time on behalf of my wife, Taisha, we say welcome. Go ahead. Let us know you're watching. Shout out to every single person. Can I just give a shout out really quick? I want to give a shout out to Tori. Tori is a part of City Place Church. She moved from Florida to Mississippi, her and her husband, and she has been serving you all every single week, making sure that you feel at home, along with Natasha. Shout out to Natasha in Oklahoma, caring for all of us as we spend time together online. Just because we appreciate all that you do. City Place Church, we have one of our core values is that we do whatever it takes. So shout out to you for serving every single week. We're just so glad to have you. If you have your Bibles, go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. Last week we talked about how God gives us seasons and that we want to define our summer season. We are in the summer and there is something that God wants to do, something that he wants to say. And if this is the year, according to Philippians 1, 6, as a church, where God is going to finish what he started, then there's something that he wants to finish and start this summer. And so last week we talked about Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. It says, to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. You might remember, or maybe this is your very first time hanging out with us. We were in Matthew chapter 16. And in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say I am? And they, Moses, Jeremiah, Elijah, they just went through the, the name of the prophets. And Simon goes No, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, boom, flesh and blood hadn't revealed that to you, but only my heavenly father did. And he says, and today, Simon, your name will be called Peter. And upon you, I am going to build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. And I'm going to give you keys to the kingdom and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. See, Simon was his name, and his name meant rock. But in one moment, Jesus shifted the season to where he would now be Peter, a foundational piece of the movement of Jesus Christ across the earth. Simon the fisherman. Peter, the foundation of the church. Movement of the cross season. The amazing thing is, is that Peter's name meant rock. So Jesus literally said, this is who you've been all of your life, but I'm shifting your season. And we said that there were some things that we wanted to realize last week. We said that God created you and I on purpose, in purpose, for his purpose, and every season has a purpose. 
fall, winter, spring, summer, they all have a purpose. And if you're guilty sometimes like I am, you don't pause to ask God what he wants to do in the season. We get a fresh word from God at the beginning of the year and we just keep chasing, but then we just go, let me just keep going. And God says to everything there is a season. In his infinite wisdom and his ultimate strategy, he fall, summer, winter, spring, I want to say something, I want to do something, I want to finish something, I want to start something in every season of your life. And so God has placed you and I in purpose, on purpose, for purpose, and every season of our life has a purpose. So we asked ourselves, God, what do you want to finish and what do you want to start this summer? So we gave a couple of tools. We said here, if we're going to define our summer, that was the title of last week's message, we're going to define our summer Here's a couple of things that we needed to do. We, we needed to have our alone time with God and make it priority. Because it's in our alone time with God where we get refreshed, where we get refocused, and where we reload. And so we want to spend time with God. We want to have our time with God. Because Jesus said it like this. He said, um, Peter, new name, new season, uh, your flesh and your blood, and you didn't get this from a book. You got this because you were pursuing time with God when I wasn't around. You didn't just rely on me. You took what I said, became foundation. You grabbed the word, you believed it, and you put it into practice. And so you and I need alone time with God. We said that we need to seek him in order to find him, not just to do our daily duty. You know, I have to read my Bible. I I have to worship today. Uh, No, I'm opening up God's word because there's something he wants to say, and I'm going to find him. I'm going to worship Not because the song and the beat sounds good, but because I am coming into his presence. I am entering into his gates, like the psalm says, with thanksgiving in my heart. I'm bringing it to him. So we want to seek him to find him, not just to do our daily routine. Then we want to discover and uncover who we are in Christ. Peter discovered who he really was in Christ. Jesus confirmed who he was in Christ. And then last, last two, we said we want to take note and recall and we want to live on mission. So we're going to take note and we're going to recall what God said. We're going to define our summer. And then once we define, once we recall, we got to put it to work. We're going to live on mission. Last week I said that uh, as a church in the month of July, we're going to spend time in a series called On Mission because as a church, we're headed to Cuba. Come on. Viva la Cuba. I don't know what I just said. Something about life, I guess. But either way, we're going to be on mission together, ministering to the people of Cuba. And you all are going to have an opportunity and we're going to have an opportunity to go together. So this week, I was thinking about defining our summer, and I was thinking about the opportunities that we have to encounter the presence of God, to hear Him say, do, move how He wants to move, and I was thinking about the opportunities we have for you and I to define our summer, not just with an encounter with Him, but also with each other. You and I have an opportunity to see God refresh some relationships, see God uh, restore some things. And I was thinking about the seasons of life where some of us could be in our single season. Some of us could be in our married season. And uh, what if God wanted to do some things in the season of our life that we're in, in a real life situation, single life, married life? What would God want to do? 
What if we ask God to refresh those seasons of our life in a time where we would normally pause to be refreshed, to grow, to recover? And I, was, I found a verse, y'all. I found a verse. Let me read it to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. This is the Message Bible. This is Paul talking. He says this, I want you to live as free of complications as possible. When you're married, you're free to concentrate on simply pleasing the master. Marriage involves... I'm sorry, when you're unmarried, you're free to concentrate on simply pleasing the master. Marriage involves you and all the nuts and bolts of domestic life and in wanting to please your spouse, leading to so many demands of your attention. The time and the energy that married people spend on caring for and nurturing each other, the unmarried can spend in becoming whole and holy instruments of God. I'm trying to be helpful and make it as easy as possible for you, not make things harder. Paul says, hey, there's a season of your life where you could actually give all of your attention to God. He says there are things and seasons in your life where it becomes a little bit more complicated than what you think. Uh, over the last few weeks uh, when we were in our series, It's Complicated, uh, you all didn't get a chance to hear it, but I'm going to talk a little bit about it today. We, we talked about uh, the complications that happen in relationships, the complications that happens in our singleness, the complications that happens in our marriages, the complications that happens in the seasons of our life where we have an opportunity to focus on Jesus, but we might get a little distracted. So I wondered, what if we took this season and allow God in our encounters with him for us to be refreshed. Paul was talking about singleness here, and he was talking about marriage here, and he was talking about the opportunities that present itself in certain seasons. And when your marriage season, you get the opportunity to pour yourself into your spouse. In your single season, you get the opportunity to pour yourself into God the Father. So there were some things that I was thinking about that God might want to do in this summer season for you and I. Now listen, if you are single, I want to show you some things that you could do this summer that God could define, that he could start and he could finish. And if you're married, I want you to see that God actually starts some things in our singleness that doesn't go away in our married life, but there are things that we constantly refine and we grow in. And I wondered if we could take this summer and let God refresh, reload, and refocus. Here's the first thing that I realized that Paul was talking about. He says, hey, listen, in those seasons where you could give your whole attention to God, in those seasons where you can encounter him without distraction, which is kind of hard, everybody, just so y'all know. He, I, he said this, you could fall completely in love with God and with pleasing him. What if this summer we defined our summer by saying we are going to fall completely in love with the Father and with pleasing him? Maybe if you're like me, January, February, March, April, and May, and the early days of June have been schedule heavy. What if we took a step back and said, if God, if you're going to define my season, it was here but you change it to here. What if we said that this would be the season? Since we, we're going to have alone time with God, what if that time with God was one by which we fell in love with him and had a desire to completely please him? It's one of the things that Paul said, man, if you're in your single season, you don't have the distractions of just trying to give that to your spouse. Like You could fill yourself up with the presence of God. You could fill yourself up with going after God and really falling in love with him. I don't know about you, 
But here's a question that I would ask us today. Scale of one to 10. How much is our love for God expressed in our pursuit? I pause for effect. Let me read the scripture to you. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. Jesus said this, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Everything. Love the Lord your God with everything you've got, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. I wonder if the season of stale relationship with God just kind of hit or miss God on the back burner. What if this summer God finished that season and started a season that you and I said we're going to fall madly in love with him and pleasing him? It is possible. It doesn't mean that you're going to spend all day in your house, in your bathrobe, uh, with your slippers on, and you're just praying, and you're just reading scripture. No, it's what if we practice the presence of the Lord all day long? What if we said, God, in my thoughts, in my actions, in my words, in my heart, I'm going to pursue you. Teach me how to love you well. The word love there in that scripture that Jesus is mentioning, he's actually quoting Old Testament scripture at the same time. In the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy, the scripture is quoted, uh, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. And the word love in the Old Testament meant like homeboyers, like friend, like, yo, what's up? How you doing? Hey, hey. Jesus says it in the New Testament, and it literally means agapeo, the God kind of love, which is sacrificial, where you give all of yourself over to God the Father. So in one season, it's like, oh, yeah, Jesus, man, I, yeah, I know God, but... In a new season where we can define our summer, what if we fell madly in love with the man? Where we didn't just know of him, but we really know him. So that's just an opportunity we got. Hopefully you wrote that down. Here's the second thing that we can do. Just looking at what Paul said in a season of your life where you could capitalize one season before you step into another season. Here's another thing that I see Paul say. um, What if you and I used our time and our energy to seek and serve God? We took our time and energy to seek and serve God. He said, hey, listen, you have the time and energy to to be used as an instrument. That's the reason why we mentioned that we want to live on mission. What if this summer you and I said that, hey, you know what? I'm going to make room to make an impact in the kingdom of God. Look, 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 look. Just more scripture, more scripture. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 said, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. Like, what if this summer, instead of us being on the grind, anybody know what I'm talking about? That's me sometimes. What if we took one step back and said, okay, I'm going to seek you first and everything that's attached to you because I'm trying to fall in love with him, right? But I'm going to seek what you want to do And I'm going to serve you. So I'm going to seek you first. What's on your mind? What's on your heart? And then I'm going to serve you. How can I make an impact in the kingdom of God and what you've placed around me this summer? And then Jesus said, everything else that you'd be grinding for normally in this season of your life, sit it aside. He adds all that to you. How cool is that? I'm grinding in one season and the next God's like, hey. Because of your faithfulness, I just, I just want you to know that I already took care of that for you. Seasons. Ecclesiastes, to everything there is a season and a time and a purpose under heaven. One season I might be distracted. The other season, Jesus, I, I'm coming after you. 
coming after you. Third thing, third thing, and look, y'all, we're winding down. You got your message notes? Hopefully you take. Look, third thing that I realized that Paul talked about, this one's a little tougher, but this is established in seasons of our lives. So if you're single, man, you could grab hold of this, and then you take this over into your marriage, into a new season. If you're, like, in God's presence this summer, like, you can grab hold of this. Watch this. You, you and I have an opportunity this summer to embrace godly submission. Paul said, uh, you get an opportunity to fall in love with the man, please him only. You have an opportunity to be uh, useful with your time and your energy to be an instrument to him completely and follow his divine instruction. You and I in this summer season have an opportunity to embrace biblical submission. Submission um, can be a very intense word. We read about submission. Husbands, love your wives. Christ loved the church. Wives, submit to your own husbands. And sometimes it can be like, uh, uh, Biblical submission um, in the context of Scripture is totally different how it may be defined in the world. Sometimes we find it hard to submit to God. But let me, let me, let me, let me give you the verse. This is just all Scripture. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 6. I'm just talking about opportunities for our season this summer to be defined by what God wants to do. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 6 says this, but he gives grace. This is y'all, this is, we talk about the Father. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Clean your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Literally, the writer says, listen, Submit to who God is, draw to him, and he comes close to you. How cool is that? Like, you come a step closer, he comes close. But it's going to require you and I to say, you know what, I realize your authority. I looked up the biblical word. Y'all see me flipping over my notes. Did you download your message notes? CityPlaceShirt.com back to notes. Look, I looked up the biblical word because I could look at the word in Webster's Dictionary and get my thought. I could listen to the culture around me and say, why would you want to listen? That person puts their pants on just like me. I'm not going to follow such And then I can get to God and I could go, I'm doing good by myself. But this is literally what biblical submission means. It comes from the word hupotesos. It's a Greek military term meaning to arrange in a military fashion under the command of a leader. In non-military use, it's a voluntary attitude of giving in, cooperating, watch this now, and assuming responsibility or carrying a burden. Hebrew says, submit to God. Draw near to him and he draw near to you. You and I this summer, seasons, have an opportunity to have walked in one season, but literally we can embrace Godly submission and go, you know what? I'm going to align under your authority. I'm going to align on where you want to go. And if you command the blessing of God, I'm going to go towards that. If you command that I see an area of my life change, if you command that our family comes together in God's word, if you command uh, whatever it is for the season of my life, I'm going to align underneath that. And you know what? I'm going to voluntary give who I am to follow your lead. And if you have a burden for me to carry on the earth, I will gladly assume that responsibility so that someone else can come into a relationship with Jesus. It does mean that you have to surrender your control. Yeah. 
writer of Hebrews says, hey, submit yourself to God. Resist the enemy. Like, to, that season's done. Draw near to him and he draws near to you. You and I, we have an opportunity to embrace biblical submission. Then last but not least, let's get ready to bring this home. We have an opportunity. Paul said this. We have an opportunity to become whole and holy. Look at what, look, look at what he says. He said it like this. He says, the time and the energy that some married people, a different season, spend caring for and nurturing each other, the unmarried, can become whole and holy instruments of God. I love when Paul is saying this because <clears throat> that's one season of life. And just because you hop into a married season doesn't mean that you're still not walking in your wholeness and your holiness. It's just that now you're trying to get there together for what the purpose God has for you as a married couple. But I, but I was thinking about this as a season of life that we're in this summer. What if God wanted to take this season of your and I's life to make us whole and holy? Look, I, I was reading the verse, Matthew chapter 15, verse, y'all like how I always smile, like, <laughs> I read the verse. Like, Matthew chapter 15, verse 31 says this, so the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole. Somebody say whole. They marveled when they saw people being made whole. How do they know that they're made whole? They saw the lame walking. They saw the mute speaking. But how do they know that someone was made whole? There's the visible on the inside, but the completion on the inside. There's the natural and the spiritual aligned under the authority of God. Ah, come on, somebody. The lame walking, the blind seeing, and the glorified God of Israel. What if you and I say, God, I might have been broken in this season. There might be something missing from the start of the year, but there is an opportunity for you to finish that season and start a season where I am whole and everybody can see it. God does something when you and I walk in wholeness. God does something on the outside, but he starts it and finishes it on the inside. Remember we said this, what God starts in the spiritual is visible in the natural. The Bible says that the lame are walking, the mute are speaking, deaf can hear, and they can see people whole. What if this summer we move from a season of one side to a season of wholeness? But then he said, uh, holy. Being able to walk out the godly standard to saying, Father, wherever you lead me, that's where I'm following. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. What if you and I, City Place Church, decided that as a church, we would be those people? We would be the people that said, things around us might seem real crazy. If it's God, choose Him. If it's not, choose that. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. What if we decided this summer that we would define our summer by our encounters with God? City Place, we have an opportunity this summer to become whole and holy. Let's wrap this party up. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. We read it last week. 
And Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon, he called Peter, Andrew, his brother, casting a net. Then they were fishermen, and they were fishermen. Then they said to him, or then he said to them, sorry, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets, and they followed Jesus. Jesus walks by, and I reference Matthew chapter 16, a few minutes ago. Jesus walks by, and he sees a guy named Simon. He says, hey, follow me. I'll make you a fisherman. And these guys left with a stranger. They left with a stranger, everybody. I just want y'all to know that. They left with a stranger. A guy, Jesus is walking by, and, 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 and the guy says, Hey, um, follow me, and I'll make you a fisher's, fisher's of men. Um, they, they, they didn't know Jesus, but there was an authority that when he spoke, what was on the inside of them, they knew that that season needed to change. Just by the very voice of Jesus speaking to them, they knew that it was time to define a new season to everything. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, there is a season, a time and a purpose under heaven. This morning, I pray that as I spoke God's word, that there was something that the Spirit of God said to your ears, to where you would go, I'm willing to follow wherever Jesus leads me. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That was Matthew chapter four. In Matthew chapter 16, the same Peter who trusted on one phrase, Jesus goes, and now in this season of your life, I'm gonna build the greatest movement that the world has ever seen. And I'm gonna start it with you. Wonder what could happen, City Place, for us this season, this summer season, if we said, Jesus, I'll follow you. I think we have the potential, City Place Church, to fall in love with him all over again, to fall in love with him for the very first time, and to seek to please him. We have an opportunity to take our time and our energy to go hard after him and serve him. We have an opportunity to embrace godly submission and say, God, I'm gonna live my life for you and I give you permission to lead me and guide me. One of my favorite verses in all of scripture is Isaiah 30, 21. It says, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it, whether you go to the left or to the right. What if we took this summer and said, God, wherever you lead, I'm gonna be so close enough to where I can hear you whisper. And then what if this summer we became whole and holy? To everything, there's a season. This morning, I want to give you an opportunity right where you are to say yes to Jesus. Hey, man, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Matthew chapter 16, Jesus kept his promise. I'm going to push you into your purpose in this season of your life. The Bible says that God loved you and I so much familiar passage of scripture that he gave his son Jesus for you and I. That if you and I would believe in him, we wouldn't perish but have everlasting life. 
In the New Testament, there is a scripture that says that while you and I continue to miss the mark with our sinful nature or our poor choices, Christ Jesus died for you and I. Scripture goes on to say that God demonstrated the purest of love, that agape yo love. That while we were sinning, Christ decided to give it all for us. He died and he rose again so that you and I could have life. So this morning as we wrap up, I want to give you an opportunity to go all in on Jesus. I want you to have an opportunity to fall in love with him. It's a step, y'all. You, you give your life to Jesus and he begins to work in our life. One thing I can guarantee is that you will know that you're never alone. And you will know that he gave his life for you. Doesn't mean that sometimes we don't feel the obstacles. We don't feel like it's a little bit hard. I'm not saying life is going to be perfect. But you will know that Jesus loves you. Right where you are, your head's bowed. Just as a sign of God, this is you and me. And I just want you to communicate with God where you are. God, I'm just going to give you my life. I'm going to, I'm going to walk under your authority. God, make me whole. You know one of the four things that we talked about. Wherever you may be on that list, God, I'm going to give you my time and my energy to impact where I am, right in my workplace, right at my school, whatever it may be. But God, I want to fall in love with you. Whatever head bow, your eyes closed. I'm just going to say a prayer. You say, Damon, I need to start my relationship with Jesus just like those men did. When he said, follow me, I need to follow first. I need to give him my life. I need to acknowledge that he died and rose for me. I want him as my personal Lord and Savior. Then guess what? We're going to start there. And then for every single other person, I'm going to pray for you after we pray this prayer. So your heads bow, your eyes closed. Just say this prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, on this Sunday, I acknowledge that you died and you rose again for me. I accept your free gift of salvation. I declare today that I belong to the family of God. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. Be Lord of my life. I come under your authority and I do so freely. I'm choosing today to walk with you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Come on City Place, right where you are. Can you make some noise? Can you make some noise for those that said yes? To Jesus. Well done. Well done. Hey, I want you to do something for me. I want you to fill out that connection card online and just uh, let us know the decision that you made. Our team would love to come alongside you and walk with you. This next step of your journey, uh, you can try it alone, but God never meant for you to do it alone. When those men said yes to follow Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, it ended up being 12 guys that stuck together except for one. We'll talk about him at another time. But it became 12 guys who grew together as a brotherhood to follow Jesus and grow together. And that's the same thing we want to do. We want to grow with you. We have resources and things that we want to place in your hand and in your possession to help you grow. And I want you to let us know the decision that you made so that we can get you plugged into a city group and also celebrate a next step of baptism. So well done uh, for the decision that you made today. Well done. There's some other things happening in the life of our church uh, that I just want to continue to highlight. We're going to Cuba 
And uh, some have asked, how can you partner with us? There's a way that you can be a part. Um, you can go to cityplacechurch.com backslash Cuba um, to partner with us, whether you pray. Uh, we want to set the atmosphere of what God's going to do in that nation in advance, not just the day of. Um, you can help bring items um, throughout the month of July. And then for those of you who, who want to help support uh, a City Place missionary, you can do that as well. Um, as well as the, the project as a whole. So that's a way that you can partner um, as well. And then our young adults are hanging out, doing some things in the, uh, together over the next few weeks. So look for that. Our students, so much going on. You saw the announcements, but I want to encourage you to get plugged in uh, so that we can continue to grow as a community, so that we can worship the Lord with our giving. One of our core values is we live to give. I say it all the time. And as a church, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your partnership. Thank you for trusting the Lord with your kingdom finances. When you and I uh, bring our tithe as an act of worship and our offering as an act of worship to the Lord, we really are able to represent him on the earth through serving tangibly, but also through the function of the local church. And so, well done. Take an opportunity. Okay, well, let me pray, because I told you that I was going to pray for a second group of people. Then I want to pray for your week as well. So, Father, we thank you today that as we have spent time in your presence, spent time in your word, I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are defining our summer season. I thank you, Lord, for those that have went through one of the four and said that they want to fall in love with you at a greater level, that they want to use their time and their energy to serve where they are, that they want to embrace godly submission and that they want to be whole. I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you do the work that you have purposed for this summer season. Bless everyone that is giving today. Thank you for entrusting City Place with the high honor of kingdom finances to be able to make an impact. I pray, Holy Spirit, that we continue to always steward it well and that we get to celebrate visibly the impact that we make together. Bless our week. I pray that every step that we take is close to purpose and the fulfillment of all that you called us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great week, City Place. We love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's episode. And we have one final challenge for you. Take something that you've learned today or something that stuck out to you and share it with a friend or a loved one. Spread a little of what I like to call that wisdom wealth with someone else. Wherever you are, I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day.